0: Hi, I'm Mystic, a.k.a. Cynthia, the Gabby and spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas, while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and that. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible and have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power Meets Mystic. Hey, 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 hello, and welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Mind Power, Michelle Walters, and me, Mystic, Cynthia Varkovisser. I asked Michelle if I could hog you all to myself today because I had a thought that I wanted to share. Not too long ago, I was fortunate enough to participate in this fair called Woo Woo in the Redwoods, and it's held in this really special place called Canyon, California. This tiny, tiny, tiny town sits on the mountain between Oakland and a sleepy little city called Moraga. And once you leave the freeway and go up into the hills of Oakland, you'll find that the houses disappear and and the animals and the forest up here. There are some cyclists that take advantage of this amazingness, and I don't blame them. Now, Canyon, uh, where Woo Woo in the Redwoods uh, is held, um, was held in this school which of course is called Canyon School. And um, yes, they have um, playgrounds and yes, they have a multi-use room, but instead of a kickball field, there is just space. And instead of a parking lot, which they have, they have a stream. It's just lovely there. So woo in the Redwoods is an opportunity for people to come in and experience a variety of healing modalities from healers and practitioners in the area that want to share, you know, their magic. I was fortunate enough to be able to come this time around, and I decided it would be fun to talk about intuition and play, particularly when we're having a problem it's important to instead of dig into the problem to actually dig into your intuition and play all right so let me explain there are three places to be okay one is we can be in our emotional state two we can be in our analytical state and three we can be in our fluid state, which means that we are detached from our emotions and also not committed to our thoughts and ideas. And from this place, that's where we find fluidity. That's where we find flow. That's where we find spirit and our source of information. So when we get into a problem, it's very easy to go on one side of the of the pendulum or the other, which is to swing super emotional or super analytical, super emotional. People tend to be a little bit frozen because they are just really in their feels. You know, they can be incredibly sad or super angry or confused and frightened. So that is on the emotional side, or we can swing to the other side of the pendulum and we are looking ways, looking for ways to figure something out, to think things through. It's a version of, or it's a version of navigation in which um, we are looking from point to point instead of allowing the energy to dictate. So when we're in this state, what do we do? Well, when we were in we were in the Redwoods, what I did was, I first showed people how easy it is to shift up your energy, and then I had took out my two tools, a box of crayons, 24-pack, and plain white paper, and we got going into an exercise that showed us how we use our intuition, how we connect with other people, and how to best communicate for others to understand where we're coming from. I'll get into that a little bit more later. So let's first talk about changing up our energy. So when I'm in a class, my favorite ways to change up the energy or just to get the energy going is to either start a conversation that is absolutely ridiculous um, and a little bit embarrassing. And the funny part is a lot of people don't really like talking about their middle names if they have one and not just about their middle names, how in the hell they got them, right? It's one of those weird things. There are uh, some people who are incredibly proud of their middle names, and there are a lot who are pretty embarrassed. But either way, it's a very intimate conversation and that changes up the energy. A faster way to change up the energy is actually to play patty cake. Now, the funny part is I learned this when I was studying to get my real estate license. I was in this intensive class and it was so much dry information that the broker was um, working his way through that. He said, look, if you guys keep yawning, I'm going to throw a patty cake on you. And sure enough, even after two and a half coffees, I was yawning as well. My eyes were drooping. He said, that's it. Stand up, find a neighbor and play patty cake and here we were these adults who probably hadn't played patty cake in forever trying to remember how to do it clapping and cracking up and then our energy shifted so he did it as a way to return our to return our focus and to um and to get out of the yawns what i saw was a complete shift in energy in which people were willing to collaborate as well as focus on things as a group and individually. So it started becoming incorporated in my work. The other thing that I love to do is play a game called ha ha. Now, ha ha is when we lay down in a circle and you put your head on your neighbor's belly, and then someone goes, ha 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 ha. And then you start cracking up and the um, laughter is infectious. And we move from there. The third thing, and this I learned from my kids, um, thank you, hyphy movement in Oakland, it's called past the fizz or past the fizz face. And that's when someone makes this incredibly like intense, just I don't even know how to explain it, but just scrunched face. And they find a way to move that face through dance or whatever, and then they throw the fizz face to someone else who catches it. And then they have a fizz face and they make a movement and then they pass it on and so on. And again, it's a form of connection as well as a way to laugh. Now, what's the deal about energy enhancers? Well, nobody nobody has fun in a pity party. As much as I like being in a pity party, it's not really fun. I just really like... Being pitiful for a while, right? And then you turn around and you look at yourself and go, "Wow, that was kind of pathetic." So then we move our, well ourselves out. Changing up your energy gets you out of that space so much more quickly. Now you have your own version of the of the games that I have. I highly recommend it. Okay. Then other games that you can play that can remind us uh, how intuitive we are, right? One is to color. One is to do dot to dot. One is to play doctor. Now, all these games I'm talking about, these are games that you're going to play with other people so that you can make some aha moments based on the experience that you share with others. But you can do this with yourself as well. All right? So by coloring, um, that's what I did with the um, people at Woo Woo in the Redwoods. We actually started drawing and then we... um, used our crayons and paper and coloring and drawing with a, is a version of past the fizz face. And I would tell you more about that in one of my classes. So by doing these things, you're opening up, you're collecting, you're collaborating. Your focus is now on the page and on the colors and other things and not on your problem. What that does is it releases that lock that you have, whether it is emotionally or analytically, it doesn't matter. The thing that you have in common with those two polarities is that you're locked and it opens you up. When there's an opening, it creates space for the ears to hear things in a whisper or in a loud voice, or all of a sudden have that knowing, or you can have a vision. It's You know that this has happened before because it is so natural. Intuition is so natural. We just make it. Kooky, right? So, what I'm doing is bringing the natural back into intuition. So, color. If you're working with someone just for shits and giggles, play doctor. And yeah, there are two ways to play. You don't have to take off your panties if you don't want to. And if you want to, there's no judgment, doesn't matter. However, there is a way for us to find our clairsentient being, which is connecting with someone energetic body to energetic body. And by recognizing these things, we get to see that, Hey, this isn't my shit. This is that, this is that other person's shit. So now I get to detach from it. Or it could be, Oh my God, I take on everybody's crap and I don't release it. So after playing a game of doctor, I know what, um, you know, what is mine and what isn't another game that you can play with people is telephone. The fun part about telephone is that you make a crazy um, statement and then see what it comes out of the other side. This is a way that you get to learn how to be impeccable with your word as well as understanding that not everybody uses the same words to get the same message, right? So it's a very interesting way for us to Be very aware that our communication is so powerful and that our message is powerful. So we need to give it the respect by making sure that the other person, that we care for the other person enough that we use their language in order to relate our message. Okay? So the other thing that you can play is dot to dot. Now, I do dot to dot whenever I am in a place where I feel stuck. That is my personal favorite. And it never fails that I get my numbers fucked up. I don't know how I can do it. I am 56 years old, so I should be able to count at least up to 56. But for some reason, I'm always missing. So there is no such thing as a a dot to dot from Cynthia of that doesn't have some kind of mishmash squiggly lines um, that were not meant to be, but that is somehow perfect. So let me remind you that you are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Cynthia Varkivisser and Michelle Walters. Please like us, subscribe, tell your friends about us, because we do have a lot of information that we'd like to share. And it would be great if you pass that along as well. Okay, so the thing about dot to dot is that, again, it brings you down to one or none. So it is a form of meditation. And when you're in a form of meditation, it's another form of unlocking. And you'll find that information pours into you instead of you um, trying to create information on your own. And I find that not to be lazy. I used to think that was lazy, but now I think it's magical and the most effective way to problem solve, to be honest. And also to be patient, um, which is not my favorite thing to do. But I'm learning because sometimes truth takes just another heartbeat. And, you know, I'm the one that's being impatient. Now, my favorite game to play, and I believe everybody knows how to play it, and everybody does play it, is bullshit. And bullshit is talking about how honest are we when we communicate, right? I love playing this game because it's fun to call bullshit out on other people and uh, with permission. It also helps me realize just how much I bullshit myself. Now, I'm not saying everybody's a fucking liar. That's not true. But what I am saying is we can only deal with a certain level of honesty. And that level is our hundred percent. And then there are days where we're willing to break the tension of that surface and dig a little deeper. And now we have a new hundred percent, a new level of honesty and a new way to communicate on a different level. It's pretty damn magical. So bullshit is um, a great way to get intimate very quickly. So I don't recommend you playing this with a stranger. However, it could, I mean, think about it way back in the seventies and eighties, your hairdresser and your bartender were your best therapists and yeah, it was therapy, but a lot of it was intuition, right? You go in, you spill your guts. These people know who you are without knowing anything about you and they have a great ear. And then sometimes those who are willing, um, give some information in return, Uh, As a Gen Xer, I found that a lot of people who were hairdressers ended up doing readings. And my Swami mommy, Connie Jackson, was a hairdresser. And she always wanted to be a hairdresser. And she just happened to chase UFOs and do tarot cards and do readings on the side. So that's, um, that's the history of the psychic and intuitive movement in the U.S., Back in the uh, '50s, '60s, and '70s, and I want to remind everybody that it wasn't that long ago that it was pretty much illegal to um, do intuitive work and this spiritual work. A lot of people thought, you know, intuitive workers and spiritual workers were charlatans, and um, you could go to jail for it. And Connie's teacher did went to jail a couple of times for doing readings when it was against the law. So what a lot of people did is that they would go and get their minister's license. And there's um, the Universal Life Church. You probably know about this church because it's the one where you can get your um, uh, license online. And they started as, I won't say they started, but they were very popular in the 70s as a way for Psychics to um, do their work without getting hurt, and trust me, there were people who got hurt. So for some of you, it can you can say, "Wow, that's kind of crazy that it was like that in the olden days." But for people like me, I'm like, "Holy fuck, we are changing so much because it wasn't that long ago that we were persecuted." Wow, well, we got heavy really quickly, right? Uh, just and that's what happens. We just started playing bullshit and there we are. So I want you to know that anything you do to get you out of either your emotional side, right, or out of your analytical side so that you can get back into that flow in that zone, that is where solutions are found. Okay, that's where the creativity is. That's where inspiration sits. That's where collaboration sits. And all it's there's so many things in this zone. And it's so funny that we like to think that it's the other way around that, you know, it's an emotional connection. And it is, but I want you to know that it's not entirely emotional. It's actually an energetic, intuitive connection that is then closely followed by emotions or intelligence so it's an energetic connection first and it's kind of funny think about how you make friends it's actually an energetic connection and if it's not hit it off right away it's about slowly finding the connections in order to create that friendship so now let's get back to again because I digressed what you want to do is uh, you want to find a way to get back into flow and the easiest way to do that is to play. You can play by being silly and changing up the energy. And you can just do it by dancing. That's the truth, too. You can do it by remembering what it's like to be a child and um, turn over a rock and watch the freaking roly polies just do their thing or have their own, you know, life. And you're just observing. Or when's the last time you climbed a tree? I climbed a tree not too long ago. And let me tell you, I'm not like I used to be. And being five feet up in the air was plenty for me. There was another 30 feet I could have gone, but five feet in the air and swinging my legs from a tree bough was good enough for me. Other things is, you know, picking up an instrument that you don't really know, beating the shit out of a drum. Um, if you don't have a drum, Beat the shit out of a pot pot and pan like you know you watch the toddlers do. It's a lot of fun. Plus, the actual sound that you're making cracks the energy within your body as well. So you've got a couple things going on. One is the movement is shifting up your energy, and two, the sound is shifting up your energy. Two very positive ways to get you back into flow. All right. Now, once you're in this place. Just allow yourself to listen or see or allow yourself to create space to get to that inner knowing. This is where you're going to find out where your next steps are. When I do coaching, it's as simple as that. We get down to that place. It's not quite the crux because remember, we're all, we're continually uncovering. So I can't say it's the crux of the matter when really your 100% is 40% of who you are. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy that you only know your 40% of yourself? And then we go and we blow the shit out of that ceiling. So that actually, is it a ceiling or is it the bottom? Either way, it is a boundary. We break that boundary and then we move on and see what our next challenge is. And we find that that challenge is usually a variation of the same thing, right? It's just dressed up in a different way. And we're looking at it in a much more mature um, fashion. So here we are. We are now learning how to get out of that space. And we're finding our, our truth. We're finding our solutions. How do we wrap up? Well, we take our action steps, or at least we write down our action steps. And we move forward. And we connect with people along the way. And we communicate. And then we go back to the beginning, right? Which is that we enhance our energy again. I mean, why not? There's a reason to celebrate, right? If you did something really well, what do we do? We usually go out and celebrate. It's a a way to keep the momentum of good energy going. My favorite way in class, and it's super, super popular. So you may see this in other classes soon. Is car wash, and I learned it from again my Swami Mommy. It's really a good exercise to do with 20 people or more. And what you're doing is that you are forming a pathway of positivity physically that each person gets to experience individually, so that once you're done going through this path of positivity. You are feeling something special and um, there's there's nothing like it. So remember, if you're feeling like you're stuck, shift up your energy, play, allow spirit to come in and give you the solutions or at least the next steps to the solutions. You're always going to win. And if you're feeling like that's too tough, there are people around who can help you out. I'm not saying that it's me, although I am one. There are so many. Everyone here is a healer in a certain way, and I'm happy to help you find yours. Just as you know, you can find your healer whenever you are in a problem that you cannot find your way out of. All right. Hope you love this episode. Oh, and I think I'm going to give this episode a name called Patty Cakes and Bullshit unmasking the power of intuition through play. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters and me, Mystic, Cynthia Barkovisser. Bye. You've been listening to Mind Power.